Welcome to Round 1 Variety Hour, where we cover anything from comics to movies in an hour or less. I'm your host, Miles, and today we're going to be talking about The Shining from 1980. This movie, as of last year, 2020, it was 4, 50, 40 years old? 40 years old. Oh my god. <laughs> so it'll be 41 this year. That's a kind of a long time for a movie. That's almost a half a century old. That is nuts. Uh, but the movie is another Stephen King book based, like, made into a movie. And as I covered in the last episode, it was Carrie from 1976. And I personally think that either Carrie or The Shining are some of the best movies based off of Stephen King books other than Dr. Sleep. And honestly, if you're going to watch any of the movies, you might as well watch this movie out of all three of them. Even though Carrie is my favorite and I loved Dr. Sleep, The Shining was so more impactful on this because of that. But as I was saying, this movie out of all the movies, out of the three movies that I mentioned, watch this one only because... I think it, out of all of them, it is the most well-known <laughs> out of them all. I won't even lie to you, when it comes down to it, this is probably the most well-known Stephen King book to movie adaptation ever. Even though it doesn't really follow that cl closely to the book, and closely, it, it follows it enough to where you understand Oh, this happens in the book, but you don't understand everything that happens, if that makes any sense. And speaking of the characters, even though I wasn't speaking of them yet, but talking about the characters, they are probably some of the most well-acted characters so far. Out of the three out of the two movies I mentioned with Carrie and Shining, it probably is the most well uh, acted one. That's why I gave the acting a 5 out of 5. Should have given it a 10 out of 10 in reality. Which it is a 10 out of 10, basically. Uh, Jack Torrance was played by Jack Nicholson. Which, if you've seen any of his movies, you'll know, basically, The Shining was a self-parody of Jack Nicholson. <laughs> and then Wendy Torrance was played by... Shelley Duvall, I think that's how you pronounce her last name. Then you got Danny Lauren, uh, Danny Torrance, played by Danny Lloyd, who actually was in Doctor Sleep as one of the patrons in the baseball scene. That's just a cool little Easter egg for you. And after The Shining, he actually went on to become a teacher. <laughs> and you never really hear about any of that stuff. But I'll actually read you guys the synopsis of the film really quick. The summary reading in three, two, one. A novelist, Jack Torrance, takes a job interview as a winter caretaker of the isolated, old, and hugely beautiful Overlook Hotel. It happens that Danny, his son, has a mysterious power known as The Shining. Danny meets Halloran, the hotel cook, on their first day arriving at the Overlook who warns him about the hotel in the sinister room 237. As the days go by, Danny has visions. Meanwhile, Jack starts driving into insanity, turning more and more aggressive 
at the point that Danny and Wendy get convinced that Jack might be trying to do something bad. Yeah, honestly, <laughs> this books and movie is nuts. Honestly, Doctor Sleep also is a direct sequel to this movie slash book. Just so you know, so if you haven't read Doctor Sleep or haven't seen the movie, go watch and read the book. Just because it's just so good, I think personally. I liked Dr. Sleep over The Shining any day, but that's just my opinion. Nobody really has to follow that, but you know. <laughs> but the director of this movie was Stanley Kubrick. He was born in 1928 and died in 1999. And it was supposedly, it was supposed that he had died in his sleep, which is a weird way to die for being the person who people most associate with this movie which is weird but I associated him with 2001 a space odyssey not this movie <laughs> but the music department I won't even lie to you the people who made the music for this movie deserve an award for them there it's just a masterpiece of a soundtrack a masterpiece of a theme for this movie it's honestly super good. Shout out to Wendy Carlos and Rachel Elkind. I don't know if I'm, I don't know if I'm pronouncing Rachel's last name right, but I think it's Elkind or Elkind. I'm not entirely sure. But shout out to both of those guys. They deserve that so much. It was really good of a like a sound theme. Honestly, I wouldn't trade it out for any other theme that they would have came up with. Honestly, it gave that creepy factor of oh yeah, this is unsettling which is always a good idea in my opinion. I always feel like if you can do that, then go for it. And the editor was Ray Lovejoy, and he was also a editor for 2001 A Space Odyssey, and he died in 2001 and was born in 1939. And so he was, the same, he was born the same year as Wes Craven. It was just kind of sad, but you know. Two legendary actors. And as I was saying earlier though, the acting is a 10 out of 10, easily. No other, pe no other person in this movie could be replaced by somebody else, I swear. Like, they were just so good of picks for this movie. And now on to, you know, the pacing of the movie. Personally, it was very well paced. I think it is equally matched with some other movies that I've seen, such as 2001 A Space Odyssey, so it is by Stanley Kubrick, so that would make sense. But overall, it's, a four, it's an 8 out of 10 because it's not quite like perfectly paced as I would like it to be. There are certain things in the movie that I would have gotten rid of, such as, you know, or replace, sorry, replace them. It, I don't know. It's just very weird of a movie, <laughs> especially the scene I'm thinking of. It's the one where Wendy is going up the stairs and she sees 
the bear and the man in that one room it was i don't know i just i don't i don't know what about it is i would just replace it with something else that's just me but overall the ending i would say was roughly about a, an 8.5 out of 10 honestly it wasn't like the best ending they could have done but it was a lot better in the grand scheme of things i think the doctor sleep movie had made it a lot more enjoyable to watch the shining to see like oh yeah this is how it paid off and honestly i really should have just covered doctor sleep because <laughs> i think that movie's a better movie anyways but out of all three movies you should definitely watch this one as i said earlier Honestly, there's just not much to talk about this one. This one is basically the same as the others, honestly. I rank it, and that's basically it. As I said in the last episode, I do talk basically to myself, and that's really all I talk to. And so it is quite difficult trying to th talk about movies when you don't have a second opinion on them. And so that is kind of a challenge. And as I said also in the last episode, I would like to get my friend Asher in here to do help me with some episodes and I can only hope and see if he'll agree with it and I think overall I'll rank the movie an 8.5 out of 10 because of that uh, 0.5 with the ending there's just something about this movie that I cannot give it more than a 9 but it deserves way more than 8 so that's why I settled in the middle for 8.5. And on IMDb, it does say it's an 8.4. So I'm basically winning here. I'm like, I'm like only a couple points off. I'm not, I'm, I don't want to be very generous with this movie only because of how much people praise this movie for being, for being the best Stephen King, like book to movie adaptation. And don't get me wrong. It is a pretty good one, but it's, I don't think it's the best one. I think the best one is either Dr. Sleep or Carrie. And that's only because of what they chose to do with those movies. Mike Flanagan, who made Dr. Sleep, is amazing at what he does. And I'm not saying Stanley Kubrick wasn't. He was amazing what he did. But Mike Flanagan just knows how to do these kind of movies, you know? If that makes any sense. Mike Flanagan, he also made the haunting of Hill House and the Haunting of Bly Manor series is on Netflix and so he has some experience making horror and honestly I wouldn't trade it out for anybody if they made a modern day adaptation of The Shining I would have him go for it because of that I think he did an amazing job with the movie and I think he if he really wanted to make the shining make the shining and to be honest with you looking at his work and looking at andy muschietti's work who made the newer it movies i think mike flanagan could helm pennywise i honestly think he could i think he would have done a better job with it it just the it movies just didn't seem very well paced honestly nothing about those movies i really liked all that much i mean i guess it was not really meant for me and i'm only 18 <laughs> as the time of this episode coming out on wednesday 
to today. <laughs> but that's, yeah, I, I will say this, as I've been saying it through the entire episode, if you don't have, if you haven't watched The Shining, watch it, form your own opinion on it, and don't let my opinion influence you. I didn't think it was a very good movie though, so I guess it's what it accounts for. But in the future, I definitely will cover Dr. Sleep, just not in the movies that I think you should watch because of that. And just let me know on Twitter, Instagram, or TikTok what other episodes, like for next week's episode, what movie should I pick? Because I, I, for almost all of these, I think three of the five I've done so far have been horror movies. Nightmare on Elm Street, Carrie, and then now The Shining, yeah. That's, that's nuts. That is absolutely nuts. I don't have any real reasoning behind it. <laughs> that's just how it be sometimes, though. I get this is a shorter episode than normal. I just don't understand what, like, about this movie I, I can really talk else about. But if I had to pick something, I would say all of them are well acted. Yes, everybody's well acted. But Stanley Kubrick, the way he directs movies, is so weird and, like, so brutal towards the cast members. Because I believe in interviews, Shelley Duvall had said that she was super stressed out in this movie and super stressed out during the entire making of it. And that she... It, it, she just was very stressed, and I get that, I understand. And even though she said it wasn't the worst thing in the world, and like she is appreciative for what Stanley did, I don't know, just the way he did it, I don't think it would have been approved nowadays, probably not, because, you know, I don't think I've ever seen a real filmmaker like that nowadays. The, I can't even think of one, the closest, the, I, yeah, again, I can't even think of one, because I was gonna say the closest one would be Josh Whedon, but his is way worse, like way worse. Yeah, it's nuts. But, again, that's all I have for today. I, I really can't think of anything else to say about this movie other than go watch it, form your own opinion on it, talk to your friends about this movie. It was a decently good movie. I, that's why I rated it an 8.5 out of 10. But, that is all for today, guys. Thank you for listening to Ride One Variety Hour, and I will see you next time.